What what are the charges, Your Honor? He's charged for worshiping in a public place. A public place. Your Honor, I mean, every day you you see this man. He's never been in trouble. What are these charges? This is crazy. Laws of this land, you will not worship in a public place. Hang him. Hang him. Hang him. Just a minute, sir. Watch, please. Sir, over there, you, you had a voice. Why do you say hang him? I hear you. Honor. Just one moment. You at the back there. Now this man, Your Honor, he... This man is a part of the body. He has a right to be heard. Do Do What? Well, what is this? What is this case? Now, this man, in, in all fairness, this man. I did hear a voice over here. What for? What? Did, there's no just cause. What? Your Honor, he's out of order. He was worshiping in a public place. He's out of order. She said, hang him? Well, what did he do wrong? Sorry, man. I tried. <laughs> so let's give uh, everybody a hand. Mike Ron, everybody. You know, it's it's good to be able to uh, it's good to be able to uh, come together and, and joke with one another on certain things. We need to. Bring it up on these two sides, Miss Jane. But how many of you know that in this lifetime, no matter what you go through in life, your faith at one point or another must stand trial? How many of you know that? No matter what you go through in life, turn me down just a little bit, please. No matter what you go through in life, your faith, it has to stand trial. It's something that we may have been tested with over the holidays. We hear the testimonies, different sickness and different things. Our faith must go on trial. Each and every one of us, we have to have what we call a desert moment, a dry place where we go off alone and go through what we go through literally by ourselves. The good thing about this is we have to understand that the 13th juror is what counts. Because he has the final say. And how many of you know by a show of hands that the 13th juror is Jesus Christ? Amen. So no matter what people say. And during this trial, we start out really strong. No matter what we go through, people may call you. How are you? How are you feeling today? You start out strong and mighty. I'm good. I'm okay. Because we know that we have to come to God as little children. 
And the little children always seem like they could do everything. You see the picture of the little, little toddler feel like he can bench all of that weight, right? And not only that, there's, when we first start out on trial, there's people all around us, on the left of us, on the right of us, in front of us, behind us. And that helps us go through. Until the trial moves on, people begin to fade away from you. And when they begin to fade away from you, how many of you know that you grow weary? But you should not be weary or grow weary in well-doing. For we shall what? Reap if we faint not, if we hang in there, if we don't throw in the towel, if we hold on. Because it's in that desert place, in that lonely place, when we sing by ourselves, when we're in a trial and we seem like we're all alone, that we get our voice. Jesus went away to fast for 40 days. He had to prepare himself. He had to get alone. His faith had to stand trial. What are you talking about, Lefty? The enemy tested him time and time again. But what did he tell him? Somebody tell me. Tell me, what did he tell him? What did he tell him? What did Jesus tell the enemy? What did he say? Thank you. But out of every word, that what? Amen. Did everyone hear that? Say it a little louder for me. Man shall not live bread alone. Amen. But by the word of God. His faith was on trial because how many you have to understand that the place that God has us in, where we're going, we have a voice. And when we step out of our current situation, when we step out of our trial moment, when the trial is over and all the dust and all the smoke settles, we step into what? Authority. Step into authority. We begin to realize, we begin to understand that we are overcome by the blood of Jesus. What comes with that? Grace, mercy, love. I'm so thankful that God is not like man. If I offend Amy and I tell her sorry, she may or may not accept my forgiveness. But guess what? The Lord know that I went to her to get it right. And now that's all that matters. That say it's done. It's clean. It's done. I'm so glad that God is not like man. While we're on trial and people begin to leave us and walk away from us, how many of you know the Lord said he'll never leave us nor forsake us, but he'll be with us to the end of the earth? Amen? And with that, sometimes, see, those things sound good. All of those words sound good until we have a desert moment, a dry moment where it seems like there's no water, there's no well. Until we're on trial. And what happens is when people, when you grow weary because of the people that have left you, right? Fear sets in. What is fear? It's an unpleasant emotion caused by belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. How many of you know in the, in the courtroom, you realize that nothing human can get you out of the situation. Can I get an amen? amen? Let me explain myself. Nothing human can get you out of the situation. No money. No matter how much money you have, when God sends your faith on trial, it means nothing. Your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, your mentor, your spiritual father, the person that you call on the most, that's there for you to bail you out of your situation. Just begin to think of things that we've been through. People we've called on to get us out of situations. When your faith is on trial, none of those people 
None of those resources can get you out of the courtroom and found not guilty. Only Jesus Christ can bring you out of that. You can come out of that, but it comes by hearing. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. Hearing the things that are being fed to you from the pulpit, from the, the altar, feeding into you, telling you that you are loved. You are God's child. And with you, God is well pleased. You are more than a conqueror. And every time what we're doing is we send a mega blow to the enemy. Amen? We send, imagine Jesus in the courtroom today. We saw Micron on trial. All right? You see, people in today, well, back then they were shouting, hang them, and, and, and ultimately uh, everyone gave in to what the people wanted. Imagine him today in the courtroom. And I can't imagine him in today's courtroom not saying a word. I know he didn't, or he wouldn't. Uh, it, it's just it's just difficult because prosecutors today can be extremely, extremely rude, out of line even. If Jesus was in the courtroom, imagine how he'd feel. With today's social networking, with the Internet going crazy, he'd be on BBC, CTC, CNN, NBC, MSNBC, all over Facebook, all over Twitter. Everyone would be talking about this man on trial. Can you imagine that type of trial? And a lot of times you really can because when your faith go on trial, it might not be on CNN or BBC, but think of a lot of people who tweet about your circumstance. Think about a lot of people, right, who Facebook your situation, people you trusted, people you really thought that would be there for you. And instead of praying for you, instead of saying, you know what? I don't have to know about what you're going through. I just want to pray for you. How can I pray? How can I touch and agree with you to, so we can stand in agreement in the line and believe together for what you want to come to pass? In the end, when we pray, the Holy Spirit knows how to take it and maneuver it to get us what we need. Amen. But instead of that, what we do is we do this. We pick up the phone. We call people, whatever, whatever. We tweet. We Facebook. When Jesus was in the courtroom, can you imagine? He had unqualified lawyers, right? Now, if we all are servants, well, if we all, he called us friend. If we're all believers, we're all Christians, and we're walking in this thing called life together, ultimately to reach the goal, which is heaven. Just imagine... His word is already implanted on the inside of us. So just imagine the people that are with you on in this trial moment who persecute you, who tell you you're not worthy, who tell you you're nothing, who tell you because of what you went through in your life, God will never use you, which is a lie from the pit of hell. They're, they're unqualified to even persecute you, to be pro prosecutors. They're not qualified. Why? Because in the end we win. I want to wear a shirt. In the end, we win. Stupid. In the end, we win. His lawyers were not qualified. They wouldn't be qualified to represent him. Who better to represent Jesus? He'd probably, I, I'd imagine, and I'm paraphrasing here, he'd probably start telling the judge about his life. Yeah, you're the son of so-and-so. You're from this place. You're from that place. This and that, right? Who better to lead our case than Jesus in that courtroom? 
So when we go through our trials in life, when we go through our darkest moments, when we go through our weakest points, we must understand as believers that we are forgiven. The outcome is we win because, everybody say because. No, 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 no. This is 2013. Say it like you mean it. Because we have a 13th juror and people of today, people of men and women of God, you must understand. You must realize that the 13th juror, which is Jesus Christ, the savior of our sins, hung on the cross, despised and rejected. He is the only man that counts. Amen. Because in the end, we're forgiven. And that's all that matters. As we go into the next one. Because God is a God of restoration. That's why we win. That's why when our faith is on trial, we have to hang in there. Because he's going to restore it. It might not be God sent, but it'll be God used. He'll take what the enemy meant for evil and he'll turn that thing around and use it for good. You know, it's kind of like baking a cake. I love my grandmother cakes. And I, I fool around with my, my wife all the time. I say, man, my grandmother... My mother's mother, she really can't cook. I think I might have even told Glenda this story before. I said, ooh. She could fry chicken. She could bake a cake. Probably could bake a pie, but that's it. Right? And I watch her bake cakes, and you got that flour. Doesn't look too good yet. Got the eggs. Still not looking too good yet. But you know one thing, what I realized? Over time, all things are what? Working together. Mixing that thing up. And it don't look good, don't taste good. But give it time, baby. Let it work. Put that bad boy in the oven, come out, and next thing you let it cool off just a bit, and it's time for icing. Icing is not needed. It's just extra, right? We can eat it without the icing, and it becomes what? Our pound cake, right? So either way, we don't care whether the icing or not because it's already been heated, it's been mixed, and it's ready, and you better know what all this weight is tasting good, right? So we throw that icing on there, and now we're ready. So that's, that's, that's how it, all things work together for the good of the Lord who love him. So we win. Okay, so he's redeemed us. Everyone repeat after me. Christ has redeemed us. He's restored us. He's given us a new identity. And as I'm closing, I'm going to show you something. Here's one identity. Here's another. In 2013, we must decide and ask ourselves. No one can answer this, but you yourself in your own spiritual mirror. Am I... The lefty that people want me to be? Am I the lefty that I want people to see? Or am I the lefty, the man of integrity, the man of humility, the man of character that God has invested in me to be? Which ID are we? Who are we? Who are we in Christ? Where are we on trial? A lot of times when we fail our trial or we fail our moments is because we back down we bend and we retreat. And it's because of fear. But God wants to break that today, amen? He wants to break that today because he has, let's say the last line together. He has the last say. God bless you, amen? And I know it's a little, a little quick. I didn't want to be long because we're getting ready to show you a quick video. Play, pay very close attention to this video. Day that might help with this. I'm gonna send it to you. And when I saw it, I was like, "Oh man, it was dead on." So I take no credit for that video. Uh, Pastor Dave passed it on to me, and I'm just grateful I was able to use it so you guys can see it. 
But just remember that, man. We, we're, 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 God has not created wimpy people. 